Goodbye. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a, a kind of a special or impromptu episode of Time to Say Goodbye. This is a episode we kind of threw together at the last second about a TV show that I think a lot of people are watching these days and that is going to come to an end on Sunday. And I'm here, I'm Andy, with two guests that I, I think are as mildly obsessed with it, um, probably to our surprise, as, as I am. <laughs> uh, um, so we're going to try to figure out what it's about. Uh, the TV show is Mayor of Easttown on HBO. Six out of seven yeah. episodes have aired and the seventh is... Uh, you know, today's Thursday, so it'll, it'll it'll air on Sunday, depending on when you see this and uh, or when you listen to this. And maybe you'll listen after uh, after you watch the whole thing. Um, and my two guests, first is Vincent Cunningham of The New Yorker. Hey. Uh, he was just here two days ago, <laughs> three days ago. <laughs> so he's a, he's a regular. And uh, Jane Hu, who is all over the internet, but is also doing a PhD in English and film at Berkeley. So hi, hi Vincent. Hi, Jane. Hey, great to be here with you. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't know. I, I feel like our stories of like how we got into this show might be different, but you know, I, I would say like my wife and I, we live in Philly and we just kind of knew it was like the Philly show with Philly accents. <laughs> and then the last two weeks, two or three weeks, we kind of like got really into it. Um uh so just to set it up for the for the listener, and I guess we should say, you know, we are gonna we should feel free to spoil it, you know, in this show. Let's spoil it, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, you know, our conversation is, doesn't require us to have like watched every episode. I don't know. It's up to the listener if they want to listen to this. <laughs> um, but the basic summary is Kate Winslet, a divorced grizzly mom detective in the suburbs of Philly. <laughs> uh, uh, she's the main character in week one, a young woman is killed. Every week, a new prime suspect emerges. And also everyone in the town called East Town either went to high school with each other or is like related to each other. And um, I think here I'll put in some audio from the SNL sketch, Murder Dirter, which honestly is like uh, the first minute summarizes the whole show really well. In a small town, somewhere between New York and DC. County sent me to oversee this investigation. Comes another story of a grizzled lady detective. You call me Care, everybody else does. Jogger found the body over there. What do we know so far? I don't know we know. All I know is what we don't know. With a very specific accent. I don't know. I know her. It's Owen's dirter. Dirter? Did I stir? The dirter's been murdered. Oh, daughter. You've seen dead teens in New York, Chicago, and Boston. But what about another city with very specific whites? Pennsylvania whites. Would you guys quit eating Wawa Hokies over the body, please? Sorry, Ross. From the makers of Mayor of Easttown, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia, comes... No! Is it my daughter? And when she's murdered... They murdered my daughter? I'm afraid to. Uh, <laughs> my daughter had a baby daughter, and they murdered her! Pennsylvania crime show. I got you a yin wing and a cheesesteak to take the edge off. Oh, thanks, care. Highly accurate, says the Dilco. Okay. The so I guess the question is, you know, I just wanted your hot takes on the show, but like, I'm just trying to figure out like, what is the show about? Aside, like, there's the whodunit aspect, right? But there's also like, what is this show? What is it about? And why are we watching it in 2021? This is basically a town of suburban white people that are frozen in time like there's nothing 2021 specific about it as far as i could tell on the surface 
Um, and like why, and I guess related, like why are people like us, like, you know, multicultural, urban, whatever, right? Why are we interested in this show so much? Like, why does it appeal to like the liberal, liberal elite, you know, the, the globalists? <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, either of you want to, I mean, who else, who wants to start? Vincent, do you want to start? Yeah, I, you know, I, I can't even remember why I started watching it. I guess I, I'm, I'm always down to watch an HBO show that like is not streaming all at once so that I can sort of have something to wait for throughout the week. And, uh, we always look for something to watch on, on Sunday nights, but, um, I don't know the, the, the first wave of, uh, press about the show had to do with the accent like mm -hmm. the first three pieces I saw about the show were like the best Delco accent you'll ever see on TV you know um, yeah and just like I think part of the I don't know the interest or the tension or whatever is to see Kate Winslet who we think of as like I still think of her as like Titanic you know yeah you know? exactly so like you know in some ways like not only cross the ocean but also just like cross classes and in this weird way um you still think of her as like the well-spoken lady yeah England, right yeah, yeah yeah and even in the in the it's it's so weird i mean i think this is just like a totally american thing but like it's so weird even when like i've heard her do like you know interviews about the show it's like her with her like yes and i think that mayor it's like wait that's yeah, not yeah 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 exactly you know? um so it's just there's a, a just a weird sort of category confusion that like is is funny and um, but even though like the first shot of the show is like these like this row of like uniform houses, like mm -hmm. kind of row houses and like all the sort of extra cabling that happens on, on those streets, the like the electricity lines. And it's like the whole thing is like, welcome to the working class. Like that's like, yeah, in some ways, visually, content wise, everything. That's just what it's about. Yeah. Jane, what about you? How did you get into the show? It was definitely through like Twitter. <laughs> like immersion and osmosis. So like people were tweeting about Mare. I too thought it was about a horse, you know, like I, I, I <laughs> now, but anyway, when I started, I was like, okay, so it's about a horse. Um, and then eventually it was just like recurring. Like I think like you, Andy, was recurring enough on like a weekly basis that I started watching like two weeks ago and then like just oh, okay. binged through them all um, and like got very, very quickly obsessed. And, but similarly, I'm like really, um, what I like about it is that it's kind of being serially, you know, like it comes out sort of um, in, in serial fashion, which I think like really works for um, this format. But yeah, no, sort of similarly, like, uh, you know, I'm obsessed with, with British people. <laughs> um, but, and British people slumming it, right? Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Which is, I mean, this is like a sidebar, but I'm, you know, I'm obsessed with Kate Winslet in the Ang Lee films and sensibilities. So whatever's happening, yeah. like enclosed whiteness is also <laughs> in, in a weird way, actually, she's like really trained at doing that kind of like period piece. Bubble. Mm. It yeah. almost is like a period piece, right? She's like speaking yeah. a different accent. She's, and uh, like I said, I feel like the East town of the show is like frozen in time. It's like, I guess they have iPhones and internet, but otherwise the show could be set in like the 1950s. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just very bizarre to me. Um, did, so have either of you, had, had either of you known about the Philly accent before the show began? I, I know about the water thing, you know. The water, right? Water, yeah. People, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that, but I didn't, Delco was a new 
portmanteau yeah. for me. Like I did not okay. know anything about that. And even in that there was a, is so you keep saying Philly, is Delco accent distinct from Philly accent or is it the same thing? Ah, uh, that's a good question. So, okay. So like autobiography, I've lived in, my wife and I have been here like since 2014. Um, and, you know, we're from the West Coast and we're completely like, what's the word, like rootless cosmopolitans. Like we mm-hmm. live in New York, which is like, I honestly, you know, until we like moved to Brooklyn for a bit, I, did, I didn't even really encounter the Long Island accent or Brooklyn accent very much. And then I was right. like, oh my God, like, what is this? Um, <laughs> and then, and so coming down here, I, I was just telling Vincent, like, we've gone down, like, Philly accent YouTube before, and it's actually really fun. Uh, and, like, Tina Fey does a great one. Uh, there's a few actors who can who can pull it off. I guess it's sort of, like, the way the Boston accent in the 2000s was a thing with, like, The Departed, Departed and, yeah. and, and Leonardo and all that stuff, which is something I want to talk about. Like, what what is the, like, in theory, you would say, like, well, the, the thing with, the, with these regional accents is people have talked like this for a long time, right, like, centuries or, you know, decades. So on the, on the one hand, these are people who are timeless. This accent is timeless, right? On the other hand, there is obviously like a, a trendiness to it in the sense that, you know, the Boston accent was like news for like, I don't know, the 90s and the 2000s. And now like the Philly accent is like the, is what the thing that kind of grabs the headlines. It's like show about the Philly accent. You know, it's like, it's like a, <laughs> there's like a paradox there. It's like this timely, timeless thing that's just always been there. But at the same time, it's like, trending in 2021 and i'm just yeah so that's that's i mean that's one thing i want to talk about is yeah like what what is what is the status of oh yeah so to answer your question it's i'm not really sure what the what the difference is and also like talking to some people who have heard from the region they're like i've never heard that accent in my life people don't talk like that (laughs) I, i do feel like it is selective there's a clip of Bradley Cooper. I think his name is the actor, right? Yeah. Who who claims to be from Philly, and they asked him once to do it. He's like, I can't do it. I'm not actually. He's like from the suburbs. He's not actually from from Philly. So <laughs> I, I like I don't walk around hearing this accent all the time. Right. Um, but I also think that adds to the sense of like, you know, there's this like public, there's this like publicly accessible Philly. Like any city has this like publicly accessible like tourist part of the city and then there's like the secret hidden the hidden secrets right mm-hmm. of, of like the locals and 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 so like maybe they all speak like this in their houses but like when they, <laughs> yeah exactly but like when i see them at wawa or, or uh, i don't actually go to wawa but you know like the local when i see them in the streets they would they, they, they can like um what's Maybe the word yeah code uh switch. code switch i think code switch to like neutral california new york and not <laughs> california english i don't know um, yeah, so like, why why do you think the show is appealing to to people like us who have probably nothing in common, right, with these largely aging suburban white, never left their hometown, um, um, Delco Delaware County um, suburbanites? Yeah, just sort of quickly on the accent thing, it, it feels like the non-verifiability of the accent is like key here, right? Like the kind of inscrutability. <laughs> of the accent, the fact that like no one, even people, even your friend from Delco can, yeah. like, can or can't confirm whether it's authentic or yeah. you know, realistic is, is work, works in its favor, right? Like the, the right. idea that it, 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 even on the show, it cannot be verified whether it's accurately representative of the local area. Um, yeah. Part of like both what makes it like generalizable and accessible, but also like, yeah, I, I like I like that. Like I, you know, as a Canadian, I I don't understand most of the <laughs> accent, but but I'm like, yeah, I buy, you know, I buy it. It sounds yeah. 
it sounds like American, but 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 regional anyway. Yeah, it reinforces the sense of like none of us can ever know this town. Yes, exactly. You know, they all yeah. they all have they have this like secret inner life that we don't <laughs> that we don't understand. Um, oh yeah, and then, I mean like, yeah, like what what yeah, I mean Vincent, what else? Like, why do you think it's so appealing to people who have never been to the region or or? Well, I, I guess there, there's also you know there is it's funny like if you I've, I've tried not to like in many ways i've succeeded kind of alarmingly well uh in not bringing like politics to the show like i don't i try not to think about it but mm -hmm. if you take that step back yeah i think it must have something to do with like you know we have all sort of over the last four years had our sort of uh drowning in uh invocations of just the white working class mm -hmm. and they're totally. really weird class things like it's funny like mayor's ex-husband i forget his name who lives like right across the street with his frank? wife yeah. frank yeah if you notice he doesn't really he has less of an accent mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's like you know he's like a little bit more supposed to be a little bit class coded in a different way and this might be part of symbolic of the disjuncture between the two and of course mayor's main love interest is a a writer who's, mm -hmm. like, who's won the National Book Award, but now is kind of on the outs and hasn't written another book. And he too, like he's, he is often like, well, you know, I'm in East Town, so that's how well my career is going. So he's like, right. got this consciousness of he's in this place and it is a ways down from whatever sort of New York lifestyle he was living before. Um, so there are these interesting things that like, show you that they are kind of enclosed in this very, I mean, there is like, of course, there's like a, a black friend that Mare has and there's yeah. like her, her, her therapist, Black, Effie, also, right, yeah. yeah, played uh, played by the great Asa Davis, the, the therapist, no no accent, the, yeah. the, black, the black police chief, who's her mm -hmm. boss, no accent, yeah. like, so right. there's, there are a lot of little weird kind of triangulations of like, what is, who is like the in world here? The mm -hmm. people that Mayor, like, you know, whatever, played basketball with and, and, and sort of in some ways sees herself as having disappointed. Um, they're all kind of enclosed in this world that in some ways the accent is what keeps them in this place. You know, it's like, and you can't cross the border if you like are part of it. It's like a symbol of their sort of uh, provincialism, but also sort of in some ways like trappedness. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is curious to, to track because, yeah, like, so Kate wins that you could. You know, she's obviously like very well-spoken English actress. She might be using the accent to kind of, I don't know, maybe overcorrect, like to make herself incredibly local in a way that, I mean, the irony is like every single audience member knows this is Kate Winslet, right? Yeah. So I mean, and very, I, like attuned to like, oh, that's her acting. Like, yeah, exactly. It, it draws attention to itself. It's like, oh, look at her. She said it again, man. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, waiting yeah. for her to sound British. And it's like, she never does. It's like, oh, yeah. man, look at her act, you know? I mean, my wife and I are always just like repeating the words she's saying as we're watching the show, you know, <laughs> we're like, no, you know, like, <laughs> uh, but so like, and the, so the, the, her love interest is Guy Pierce. He's English also, right? Um, In real life? I don't know. I think he is. Am I wrong? Wow. I, I haven't I actually like looked up Memento the other day because I was like, I forgot like the 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 Guy Pierce movie. But or maybe he's Australian. I think yeah, I think he's Australian. This I mean this is off this is off topic, but they're, they're yeah. it's from Todd Haight. Or they, they were already sort of like playing lovers and talk anyway, that's sort of like the yeah, well, yeah, like, this, like um palimpsest of like prior roles yeah. that, that yeah. are getting swept up where I'm like Guy Pierce. Yeah. had too much star power and too much chemistry with Kate Winslet to be a minor character. So yeah. That's the, like 
like, there's cognitive dissonance there every time he's on the screen. As like, yeah. oh, the I mean, the, the internet is basically like Guy Pierce has to be the murderer because why else would Guy Pierce be hired exactly. to be the minor character? But then like the, the backstory is apparently whoever, whoever was going to play him, uh, this character dropped. Guy Pierce was brought in at the last second as a as a favor to Kate Winslet. So I think by now, I mean, you know, the, we haven't seen the last episode, but I think I've, I've dropped the idea that Guy Pierce is the murderer, but I don't know. Maybe it could be the ultimate twist that he is. I saw that on Twitter. I never even had that idea. And now I'm like, oh, God, how? Yeah. yeah. Have you heard yeah, this exactly. one, Jane? Is this part of I've your... i that he's like too villainous to be the murderer, but, um, but yeah, but it's, it's hard, right? But again, it's kind of like, yeah, star power kind of. Um, yeah motiv- motivating these readings but i've definitely like been down re- reddit thread holes about who the murderer is yeah and after reading them i'm like i'm all of these are plausible now right like, now well, okay. like in you know incepted me with this yeah humus. like I, i'm ready to buy that any of these people could equally be <laughs> yeah so we're through six episodes the last episode they said billy who's i don't know like the second cousin of of the of the woman who was killed uh you yeah. know the cousin of the dad of the woman. <laughs> uh, Billy is the murderer, but I think the prevailing internet theory is that it's actually Billy's brother, John, who is who, the murderer. Like, this this right. uh, confession from, from Billy. Exactly. And there's a scene where Billy says, where John tells Billy, I need to hear you say you killed her. Yeah. And now people are kind of rethinking that scene is actually John asked Billy to fake it. And he was saying like, I need you, I need to see your like acting job. And I want to hear you say you killed her. Yeah knowing that you know and so on so that's a prevailing theory i don't know i kind of think that's probably where it's going on sunday but um andy that's amazing too because that's part of like the whole um speech act accent theory right like i need i need you to like say that you i need mm. you on record verbally that mm-hmm. you can you can play this role for me um i was also thinking about sort of just quickly um wrapping up what vincent said um about the isn't it like the black girlfriend like the, mm-hmm. the, that's like the, for siobhan right the daughter that's like the perfect yeah. transfer of like i'm yeah. going to give up my like i guess druggy white small town girlfriend right. and date a call a college a black college student who like knows about berkeley like doesn't have right. an accent like right. can, tell, can tell me about the west coast um yeah, yeah. that's like promises of like yeah ex- expansion right so there's some like dovetailing between small town whiteness and yeah. Sort of, yeah. and also like stagnation, whatever is sort of stagnating there. So like all of the um, white people are kind of like from all walks of life are kind of like collecting. Yeah. In, and and then, then getting kind of entrapped in that space. So it's interesting to see like how many, yeah, just sort of, you know, how many types yeah. of, of white joblessness, whether it's kind of like cult, cult, culture worker um, yeah whatever frank the, the husband does right right they're they're outside of the infrastructure like i think what i what i loved about vincent's point at the beginning is that it's the opening scene is a scene emphatically about like failing infrastructure like you can't get the surveillance up um mm-hmm. right. it's the surveillance right so the husband isn't doing what he's supposed to do and it, there's consequences but but like mayor is kind of part and parcel of that infrastructure because of her job right as as a cop or someone who's keeping watch um similarly of the the place so she's like not only stuck there by virtue of her job but as you know then we could come sorry just kind of doing plot spoilers as we come to that sort of like weird not weird but traumatic you know personal personal life things but she's like her her role in the city seems to keep her yeah 
he kind of stuck there. Um, in, in yeah, Maine. she she is the. I mean, if the two day center is such a thing as East Town, it's it's knit together by Mayor knowing and visiting everyone, and we see everything almost entirely from her perspective. I mean, okay, so if, if we zoom out and we think about you know the way it, the show gets presented initially, like you guys were talking about. There's the most the easiest reading is like this is a show about class. This is a show about the the kind of I don't know like middle to lower middle class, downwardly mobile, white working class. Pennsylvania we know is like one of those Trumpian swing states that in 2016 went to Trump. You know went back to Biden this time. Um, I actually kind of think there's a weird slippage going on because if you like I I've been out to I don't haven't been to East Town but like Dell Coach like that's where like that's where I teach. That's like a that's a really rich area and it's not. I mean, I'm sure there are pockets of towns like that, but my first impression is like that place is really rich and expensive. And that's where people, that's where white flight happened. They left Philly to move to this part of town. And if you look at the electoral um, results of 2016, it was super blue. So I, I do think that it's playing two roles at once. It's like, it's like the East town of the, of the childhood of the writer, right? Uh, Brad, Brad Inglesby. Um, but then it's also like this, um metaphor for like the whole state of pennsylvania which went red but that's not actually what the town is like in real life but i think it, it is supposed to be i think in our minds we're supposed to think these are probably trump voters um uh, even though in real life that that that's not really a trump a trump kind of county um so there's a class obviously there's a class reading of it but then yeah i, I guess i want to get this question of like what is race what is the race reading of this of this tv show um there are these like prominent black characters throughout but race is never discussed it's never even acknowledged right. um as far as i can recall right um and it's just it's just white and black right that's there's no other groups um yeah like what and, and then i think you know the other obvious angle on that is like the two two of the black characters are in the police force right and uh you know the show was commissioned and produced and written before you know last year but it is kind of interesting that you would think like after last year with the George Floyd protests and all the sort of uh, kind of mainstreaming of uh, abolitionist ideas and that the sort of revelations that the police are racist and, um, you know, are, are not a, a force of social good and so on and so forth. This show, um, I don't know, it's almost like it's a, is it a, is it a show that kind of redeems the cops, I guess is what I'm saying. And, and, yeah, it doesn't make you sympathetic to the police force in a way that is goes against the tide of where America was kind of headed um, recently. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, it's so funny. At the beginning, I, I kind of had in my mind, like tingling in the back of my head was, wow, a cop show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like, I, you know, grew up, I, I'm from New York. I've seen almost every single episode of Law & Order. Like, uh -huh. I, uh, you know, I have unthinkingly uh, let so much sort of, I mean, whatever, like The Wire, right? Yeah. Let so much cop fiction into my life. Totally. Um, kind of without even, and, and, and the last couple of years, I'll say, where the first time I kind of, you know, read a lot of writing about what those tropes are, what they mean, how they in some ways redeem yeah. this activity. But so I was surprised to, I, I was definitely conscious of it when I started watching the show and then surprised by how much I kind of, you know, frankly, didn't care. Like, I I, mm -hmm. I think maybe it's because it's so deeply ingrained that like the cop thing has, I understand it as archetype before I even understand it as, as, mm -hmm. you know, rep representative of some sort of social milieu. I already am thinking of it 
in the terms that is the, the sort of mythic terms in which it's been put forward. So maybe maybe a cop show is not even a cop show anymore, right? It's just like a way, as you say, Andy, to for one person to be able to move throughout a whole society, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe it's that's a, why it's so seamless that slip into that. But I was waiting for the piece of writing that would be like, yeah, there is cop cop because like, dude, she um, her former her uh, her dead son's ex partner who is <laughs> the, the 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 mother sorry yeah I can't, it's hard to I know, it's really complicated family ties the um her son is Mary's she's in, grandson and she's so in the custody battle there's a custody battle she she plants drugs on this woman gets a sort of rote suspension and at the time that we are all kind of waiting for this next um episode she's been reinstated immediately because she yeah. went on rogue mission that ended up killing her this is like classic like bad cop right and we're all For like sure. can't wait till mayor gets back on the job like I just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it, it should be a rich text for that and i don't yeah. know why i can't rate like bring myself to to kind of go up to that mountain you know i mean i guess the question is are all shows about cops copaganda inherently copaganda or like what makes a show about cops a show that redeems cops um like, as I was thinking, like, you know, the most famous show is probably The Wire, right, of the last 20, 30 years. I guess it's propaganda, but it's also, like, very damning, you know, about about cops. I guess in the end, McNulty is the good guy in The Wire, but yeah. they show them what, cooking the stats, cooking the books. They show, yeah. uh, you know, how corrupt they are and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that is the question. Like, is, is, is the very act of framing a show from the perspective of cops itself a conservative uh make a show conservative does it make it redemptive of the state and police and so on and so forth um or is there more wiggle room to to you know like well let's just like wait and see like what happens in the show itself yeah it's kind of like hard you know sort of what vincent is saying where it's hard when it's kind of structurally from the point of view of of the cop right but also the cop is like the best narrative vehicle um, for constellating a town like this. Um, but then it's hard because you have both the archetype of the cop, right? Which is extremely powerful, extremely mythological. And like, we've already kind of had that ingrained through like, yeah, years of, of cop shows. And then here it's it's trying to, I think, yes, both sort of redeem her, but also um, show Mare as, like, I think it's just really hard with sort of the colliding types. Like you both have cop as type, and then you also have Kate Winslet, as type um, <laughs> and, then, and then I think it's really different that like it's she's a mother right she's a grandmother um like McNulty is obnoxious as cop for all these super misogynistic reasons it's really hard to watch a show in which um you get so much of it from Mara's perspective and you get it from the perspective of someone who's like desperately trying to like save her community right like there's this mm-hmm. weird right. obsessive you, so I think it's it's I mean I, I just think like the burden yeah the burdens of representation just then kind of pile pile on each other and then you're kind of in this yeah you're like structurally yeah no she's a whore you know she's a cop and she's a whore she's a bad cop like you know yeah. but then also the seamlessness in which she like gets back on the yeah. job which you know we as viewers are yeah um, I, yeah absolutely made to feel like you yeah. like kind of working be, behind the scenes because she's like trying to help right yeah um yeah. Yeah, I think I decided, I, I think I like Mayor. I'm supposed to like Mayor, right? Through, through six episodes, right? Absolutely, um, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I feel like I saw a lot of tweets specifically by women who are just like, I'm mayor. (laughs) Like desire to identify with mayor as woman overpowers the, the, and then also like, but she's a cop. Um, Also, you know, like mayor is like the scapegoat for everyone. She's doing so much like social labor that, you know, you know, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like mayor is, you know, she's a cop. Um, she's she's saving cops from bad, their bad image, you know, like, oh, they make mistakes once in a while, but in the end, the one thing they care about is solving the case. Um, and that's what that's what they're for. On the other hand, you know, it sounds like Jane, you're saying a lot of people identify with her. She's a working mom yeah. and she's juggling being a single working grandma and mom. And people know what that's like to be a career woman. Um, you think there's a sort of like girl boss feminism that's yeah. uh that's that's kind of and also yeah. just no one everyone's so mean to mayor no one like no one mayor's misunderstood right mayor's misunderstood as a mother but she's also misunderstood like she's a cop just like she's trying to do the you know cops are yeah. so i think that this the, i mean i guess that's sort of part of the the problem that the show is also trying to um tease out which is that mayor has too many roles right that mayor mm-hmm. can't without conflict of interest even in within her job right she can't both be this intimate i mean i guess that's the that's that's the snl spook too she can't be this intimately involved with so many people in the town and also be like an objective yeah right it's like wait is that priest her cousin excuse me like it's like yeah 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 excuse me like there's so many times when you're like wait wait hold on and like her best friend is the is the wife Bethy. of Billy Bethy? Is the wife of? Um, oh, no, 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 that's that's Laura. Sorry, <laughs> um, there's. It's just like the the community's too. It's like densely woven together, and I mean, it also like this is like to me like the 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 comedy of the title, right? Because the so and so of so and so could be like a mm. it could be like a sort of 18th century novel name. Right. Like just right. here's the name of the person, and we're gonna right. go with them, and like in some ways mayor is implicated with east town that like the reason why it's in the name is that they are somehow metaphors for one another right but then there's also like the play on words it's like she is in very very many ways like the mayor of east town like she's the only person that know what's going on like there's like even the title it's like this this kind of spoof on a different genre of like a sort of like um no i love that she's both like um uh, kind of like chained to the she's both yeah she she's she both has to represent it and is represented of it wait so you yeah and you think we're supposed to hear it as like the mayor like the like the the like the governor of east town we're supposed to hear it that way i don't know it's funny because i think that actually might be yeah you might be onto something there. i might be a little fanciful there but i i it's only like fourth episode i kept on being like mayor 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 yeah, yeah. and like well, she's like that problem and there's yeah. But um, yeah, because Mayor, Mayor is supposed to be short for Mary. And I, I'm embarrassed oh, to say really? this. It took me like four episodes to figure that out. Yeah, it's Mary. Like Mayor. Care is short for Karen, you know, like Mayor yeah, Care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind okay. of, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm not the only one who didn't get that. <laughs> but uh, I think that whole thing of like the community being weirdly dense and sort of hard to even extricate in a way that you have to ask, you know, I'm always asking my wife, like, so, so-and-so is that person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it also, like, creates a collapse of genres, right? Because mm-hmm. weirdly, like, there's this, like, very dark, like, the first episode, like, I had to watch, like, some cooking shows after because it was so dark, like, um, <laughs> but, like, there's also this other strand where Mare and her mother have this very, like, almost slapstick um, 
relationship. The mother, uh, right, Jean Smart, played yeah. by Jean Smart, who's amazing, and they yeah. they have this like you know, oh, Mare's going on a date and like looking yeah. at outfits together. There's like a whole like there is a sitcom that lives inside yeah. of Mare of Easttown that I think is part of also what makes this cop thing a little murkier, right? Because we're yeah. laughing with her and then the very dark thing that she's going through with the, the death of her son, which presents itself yeah. as this trauma. It kind of right. like is a show that has to be everything in the way that Mary has There's a lot of genres. Yeah. Now, as, a, as a sitcom, it's like both workplace drama, but yeah. also domestic comedy, right? So yeah. I, I like that it's like the girls are in one house and then, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's funny that like, I was watching it with my um, partner too and we were like, her ex lives across the street from like, yeah, you can totally. see it, you know, one, <laughs> totally, like, yeah. that's just funny. Like, yeah, it's funny. Maybe sound could be like a multi-camera sitcom from the nineties <laughs> exactly, also. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely a sitcom um, yeah. set up right there, right? Isn't that like the setup of two and a half men right like, i guess so yeah i was i was thinking the ray, ray romano show right where like his parents live across parents the street, live across the street but, yeah. and like gene smart i actually everybody didn't watch the show yeah, everybody yeah. loves mayor exactly <laughs> and gene smart was in a sitcom called designing woman which i i remember like flipping past as a kid i never watched it but it's like i watched a that, lot of that show so mom. that scene where she's like she's like hit hit ice cream in a bag of like frozen vegetables in the freezer uh-huh. and, and has like put it away when someone I guess uh, where Siobhan's girlfriend comes in, you know, that's like totally yeah, yeah, a sitcom. Yeah. That's a sitcom scene, right? Absolutely. Where the audience all is like la- laughing along. Scenes feel sitcommy, like Mare eating whatever she's eating. Yeah. Regional oh, yeah. food in the car. Long yeah. time work anyway. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like yeah, there's like a sort of, sort of domestic sitcom mixed in. Yeah, and I think the other thing that you know, the last thing I would say that kind of occurred to me thinking about your point about Mare of Easttown is that the show is also saying that um, in, in places like this being a police officer is a working class job, right? That, and I don't think she's supposed to, I actually kind of think we, we're supposed to think she went to college and is very educated and she wants her daughter to go to, you know, like Berkeley or Haverford or whatever, Bryn Mawr, right? But um, I think the vibe of the show is like, in a town like this, people have different jobs. Some work at convenience stores, you know, some work at, um, yeah. you know, blah, and some are just cops. And, and her dad was a cop. And that's like a working class. I don't know, maybe she's like a, Irish family, Italian family. I don't know. She's Kate Winslet, right? She's like, she's like, just, <laughs> she's a, chame- she's a chameleon, but, uh, and that also again, raises this question of, you know, should cops be considered part of like, you know, should, should, should we, should we think of cops as a working in, in class terms? Is, is like, are cops working class? Should cop unions be recognized as working class unions and so on, which is still something that gets, is being litigated, you know, right now among among the left and progressive people. Um, I think the show, I don't know, it's hard for me to say like this show takes a stance, like a definitive stance on this, or the show is progressive or it's conservative, it's reactionary or not. Um, but uh, what, you're, yeah, what you're saying makes me think about like it, it also, it, part of I think why it, it's so watchable is is because it's working at a different scale for most urban spaces, right? So like you think like, what what would the town would the town be just in like cahoots if mayor wasn't doing her job right so I think the like shrunken shrunken size and in, in which like yeah so much of mayor's cop work is also just like care care work right she's she's yeah. she's also doing just like a lot of gendered yeah we read that like no one is paying her to do either right so yeah right. she's also like she's representative of like the overlap of roles yeah. that she has to play but she's also not representative of like a cop in yeah 
San Francisco. Like uh, uh, one cop in San Francisco is right. not equal a mayor, you know? Right, right, right. In East Town. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I think, okay, so one, one take I had was, I feel like what the show is also trying to do is, and this is like in the SNL sketch, right, with the line about specific whites, and it's kind of trying to make like whiteness a race or an ethnicity in the sense that, you know, in a lot of TV shows, if characters are kind of white by default, and nothing, there's no real like remark upon like where their family is from or where they're from, or white white people could be the sort of like blank canvas against which you know other groups, other ethnic groups are contrasted against, right? Right. Um, but in this particular show, it's like, well, this is not just like a generic group of white people. This is a particular group of white people with a specific accent. Um, their life in as Philadelphia or Delco whites is different than Boston white people different than Chicago different than New York and there's uh yeah it, it almost makes me wonder like is it is it is it a reaction against I mean a reaction makes it sound conservative is it a response to uh, multiculturalism right or a response to like the call to have more diversity on tv shows where you might have like black shows Asian shows Latino shows etc so a white show can't just be a white show it can't just be a neutral show anymore it has to be about the, the specificity of a specific group of white people. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, and, and I mean, like the SNL sketch, again, they talk about there's 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 shows about New York whites. There's obviously we have all those movies. We still have movies about Boston whites like, all the time, right? Um, and now they're just kind of like staking, staking this new genre of Philadelphia white people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, what, what do you think about that take? I buy it. I mean, it does seem like they're exoticizing whatever. It, it does feel really like yeah. and it, it does feel kind of, I don't know if that's yeah. not to say, but it feels, yeah. No, I mean, it's almost like, you know, yeah. us, us like urban multicultural people might go to East Town one day and like take a camera with us and like take <laughs> pictures of like, this is where they, this is where they get pizza, you know, this is where they drink yinglings. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a weird like inversion of multiculturalism or an inversion of the sort of exoticization you would get on a lot of sort of ethnic television, right? Yeah, and a, and a turn inward too, which I mean, I was reading a few takes where that was also part of why it felt, you know, I, I don't know if this is just articles trying to like make it pandemic related, but there, there were a few that were like, there's a kind of turn inward and enclosure, you know, aspect to whatever the comments are here that yeah. feels very true to anyone experiencing this last year of, of pandemic. Yeah. You know, yeah. Your, yeah, your, your internal space, once again, like that. I, I know that it was made before. Yeah, before yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, your, 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 your more proximate surroundings. So America can look at America, um, again, sort of find new pockets of um, yeah. ethnicized whiteness. Yeah, that, that yeah. Like, are stuck in time. Like, I think the, the, the slight... Like, okay, so one thing that is, is it, is it just sort of um, a given I wanted to ask you guys that yeah. this is like a nod to Twin Peaks? Um, I didn't watch too much. I've watched like five yeah. episodes of Twin Peaks. I'm sorry. No. But, but, but do you, like what, in what sense is it a nod to Twin Peaks? Well, so I, you know, I, I came to Twin Peaks after it aired. Yeah. When I watched it, it was hard for me to understand if it was contemporary to its, in the um, 90s, right? Yeah. 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 Or it was a period piece, partly because it was stylized mm -hmm. genre. Anyway, so right. there's there yeah. a sense in which, like, the, like there's, the, there's, there's just a kind of, like, mayor feels like it could be any time between now or... Yeah. And even Twin Peaks feels like... Yeah. 
um, a throwback. Could be, yeah. yeah. From its moment. True Detective is kind of like that too, right? Is True Detective present? True Detective is kind of like that too, right? That that weird anti-style, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, yeah, that's exactly like, every time I watch the show, I think, okay, first off, like who did it? Was it this or that person? But then again, it's like, why am I watching this in 2021? You know, like, yeah, it just feels very frozen in time and out of place. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other example of that is like The Sopranos too, right? Like, it's like, in some ways, it's these guys who are, yeah. again, like specific whites, right? That right. are trying to relive a former time. And yeah. therefore all of their, like the way they dress, the way they hang yeah. out is kind of retro. And so right. there's this kind of collapse of like, are they reliving the past or like, but it all is this metaphor for downward mobility. It's like- Right, yeah. Over, just- right? Um, yeah, so that's what I con- that's like the the kind of like second part of the conclusion I was kind of you know playing with in my head, which is it's it's about a group that is frozen in time, but then like why is it a why are we making TV shows about these groups frozen in time? The Sopranos, The Wire. There was a lot of talk about the Baltimore accent right during when The Wire was on, mm-hmm. um, which I don't yeah I don't really know what the, what the characteristics of that is. The the part of the reason why like it, it's it's a timely topic though is precisely because these these areas of the United States, I think we've, we are supposed to believe are not thriving anymore. And they are about not extinct as a strong word, right. But they're, they're like, they're downwardly mobile. It's yeah. a, it's a way of life that maybe for all the show creators and actors, they grew up expecting, you know, that they would grow into this world, that this is the world they were raised in. Mm-hmm. Right. But we, I think we are, we kind of have the sense now that this world is disappearing. Um, like, yeah, like it, definitely an end of growth. Um, show too, or if it's at, like the fact that Mare can't like, you know, finish a relationship to its conclusion and also that her children are, are like, I, I think it, 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 it matters that Mare is like such an old grandmother and then there's like a, kind of the missing son, right? So so the idea that like, it's, I, I don't know, I, I, I read all shows through sort of like surplus population now, but like yeah. no jobs, right? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 exactly. There's no jobs. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, no jobs. So there just aren't enough, you know, um, roles in which people can sort of like yeah. progress, progress through so yeah. Yeah, and the these, pop- girls are, these girls are in trouble because they've all had to turn to s- sex work yeah exactly to, yeah. you know they they are, this is why the girls go missing they're on this website because yeah. they all you know the 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 young woman who turns out dead in the first episode has is like saving up just to get this ear surgery for her exactly and, and so these young women have no place to go and it's interesting andy you talked about like police unions, are they labor or not? Because yeah. the other thing that I, something that I watched over this past year was, um, I don't know if you guys have seen Harlan County, USA. It's like this, it's a documentary about um, a coal, coal miners strike in um, Appalachia in like southeastern okay. Kentucky or something. Okay. Um, and it like gets crazy like there, like, you know, the, the, the mines hire these people to like shoot the, you know, but it's like this like time of robust uh, labor organizing Mm-hmm. Right? And so like often when we think of the white working class, we are thinking about a certain kind of certain era, yeah. very strong unions, organized labor as a sort of organizing force for the whole community. Right. And like there, I mean, in some ways, the only thing that even seems close to that is the police in this context, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody else, like um, the woman who has a missing daughter works at what something that looks like 7-Eleven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These girls are, you know, are, are kind of lost, right? Their parents yeah. barely know where they are. Yeah. Um, so it definitely is this sort of decay. 
Yeah, like what are the jobs that we see? We see cops, we see convenience store workers, we see uh, online basically gig versions of sex work. Um, We see like uh, uh, Guy Pierce works at a local university. I think we're supposed to think it's like a a liberal arts college where all the students come from like California or or, or like Atlanta, but they they aren't from the area, you know? And he's like Um, an adjunct. He's like a precarious adjunct, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's, He's doing like service educational work and he's of, you know, his... Yeah, you know, like Jane and I know. Like this is like his his labor market is national. It's not it's not yeah. local, right? Yeah. Um, There's the therapy too. I mean, it's all it's all care, service, gig work, social gig work, sex work, right? And almost yeah. no like is anyone manufacturing anything in that in that yeah. town, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the economy used to be like. I, I assume. I mean, you know, like like there's not it's not in Pittsburgh where there's like oh they were all in steel back in the day. But I, yeah, I think we're supposed to think like once upon a time, people like Billy and John and Kenny would have all had like a nine to five job with that they were really proud of working together and being part of a union. And we don't even know what they do. I mean, I don't do Is there any indication? All we know is Kenny, Kenny hates his job. That's all we know. That's, that's really interesting that you don't know what the men do. Like, you know that um, the dad, I have like a list of names because I yeah, love yeah. To- names and then roll in the court anyway the the Aaron's dad right pays yeah. for the kids so again Kenny, it's kind of yeah. like in version of like I should you know in in like a normal um model of growth I wouldn't I wouldn't be paying for my grandsons um right right so, so that I think that's where some of like the weird perverted family romance happens yeah like the people yeah. who are supposed to be you know assimilating through life together aren't and and now it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. parents and grand, grandparents sort of doing do like p- picking up loose ends but yeah right. no, I, I, sort of felt like the, I, I just kept thinking like the ways in which um I've been trying to read the the show is is through um how they like set up a different culprit every mm-hmm. yeah every week right um yeah. so, so much of like the online and I think this is why like the serial model is obviously really smart for this but so much of the weekly I think like Vulture has a a weekly um list where they rank plausibility of who, who did it, it <laughs> right yeah that's awesome it's so much of what's like the propulsion of the show is like who, it is the whodunit aspect yeah. of it but yeah. then there's a way in which there's so much potential misdirection because it could yeah. be so many of these people. And I, I was sort of talking to Andy about this beforehand that they kind of like set up a different over right. too obvious right. um, killer every week only to debunk it the next episode. Right. There, was, there was, it was Dylan or Kenny. Right. And then it was the priest. Yeah. And then there was this like weird Deu ex machina, Mr. Potts guy who this mysterious figure who apparently kidnaps women, but he obviously didn't do it. Right. And now we think it's Billy, but I think precisely because we are supposed or told it's Billy that it can't be Billy, right? Yeah, it's too yeah. obvious that it's Billy, so it's John. So, um, yeah, sort of just this way, and yeah, like I think this is again sort of the problem with the over accumulation. Like there, like in this TV show, there is a kind of um, allegory between like there's both not enough jobs and 
and too many players that now even the role of murderer is <laughs> right that like it's right there's like a surplus guy can get the job yeah, yes. a, surplus, yeah. a, surplus <laughs> character, a surplus of minor characters battling to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. so even 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 murdering is not right. you can't like villainize it to the outskirts of the plot you know oh, so good yeah 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 because there's so many people with like nothing to do all day like we don't yeah. know what any of these people do like, they? yeah they don't have like <laughs> alibis <laughs> we were all just just kind of doing nothing so like, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah and, and then um yeah i mean the other thing i was going to say is like you know gene smart moving in with mayors like that's also part i don't know if this is like overreach but it seems like you know that generation mayor's generation they all have big houses right yeah. but i don't think we're supposed to think their kids are ever going to get those nice houses and then the mom actually i mean we know they don't right and then, and then the, the, the there's speculation that um Mares, you know, carry the 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 ex-wife or the ex-partner of her son. It might actually move in with Mare at the end. Yeah. Um, as she gets her life together. So as these generations pack into these big houses, it's like a reversal of what we what was expected in the 20th century, which was everyone right. moves out, starts their own nuclear family, and it's two generations at most. And now we're getting like three or four generations. Four generations, yeah. Right, yeah. packed into one house. Like precisely because like there's no jobs. You know, there's no, there's not enough. Um, yeah, there's like not enough care work, social work to 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 go around. So people just have to like huddle together. Um, and, and yeah, uh, and the other thing that kind of like looms over this, I don't know how how much of this is um, you know conscious for for people in the rest of the country, is opi the opioid epidemic, um, which is a big headline in Philly. There's like a whole opioid beat, you know, for the Philly Inquirer, like to cover it. And I know it mostly as an urban, the urban thing, like this neighborhood in Philly, that, that near neighborhood in Philly. But um, I think it's also like, well known that it's like, you know, all throughout the suburbs as well, or like the every metropolitan area. I think Philly is supposed to have the largest opioid sort of free free market in the East Coast. So there's actually like people from all over the country who come to Philly, to this neighborhood called Kensington, um, mm. in Philly. And, and we we see all these characters. The girl, all the girls, I think, are pretty much operate addicts. The ones that get captured by um, Mr. Potts, the the sort of random weird character. Um, I think we think Kevin was on opioids, right? And his and his That's girlfriend, right? Yeah. They're on drugs. Freddie, right? Tr Bethy's brother who brother. eventually overdoses, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I don't know. That's a way in which the show is topical, but I'm not sure how much if that's just supposed to kind of add to the overall sort of tapestry of like downward mobility and all the problems facing this, this city. Um, I mean, Jane, you were kind of saying earlier also, like, I guess to put this in hot take terms that you were kind of saying, like, it doesn't even matter who did it. Right. Like in, in terms of the structure of the show, like, obviously we want to know who did it, but like, you think actually the, the point of the show is like, yeah, everyone did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why I like structuralist take that. Yeah. Like, yeah we have so many people who could do it um yeah and, and i like that it's sort of what's driving the discourse right like yeah. everyone's trying to figure out who did it but that 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 in and of itself does seem if not a red herring then besides the point that like yeah even if billy did it even if um dylan did it or one of the priests or deacons yeah if, even if that becomes obvious in the way that i guess people were complaining online that like you know in in the hugh grant show granted and obviously he did it right and like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um i think that like yeah if any of like whoever one person did and it actually does seem to be teasing at the possibility that it was at least a triangulated 
you know, that, that there was some kind of de- de- right. But anyway, yeah. like, like yeah. Aaron's baby is like John's baby and Billy did yeah. it or something or yeah. vice versa or something like that. Right. Even if like the murder scene might even show it as like a dispersed, a dispersal, a dispersed accident between three agents. Right. The whole point is what the show is trying to take you through is the process of seeing yeah. um, these weird at repetitions and chimings as yeah. much more structural than their individual that like it, it it ultimately doesn't matter if Billy did it because yeah. Billy probably has like a long history of you know what what whatever yeah. um, uh, ailments and I think that's like what I really loved about the over it's not over determinedness but like the idea that like multiple girls go missing yeah. age who all are like overly familiar or all do the same kind of um illicit work yeah uh, and that they might be, go missing or die for different reasons because there yeah. are multiple like mr potts could be the killer or he's just like a creep this yeah yeah takes advantage of girls right and then you suddenly get like two girls you know miraculously right. in the same basement i, I would right. call it like unionizing but there's this kind of, like <laughs> There, there, you know, like, like you have too many, you know, like uh, there does seem to be this kind of like the underclass is kind of. There's a structural, there's a structural like dynamic at play in which it's not just one person doing this or that. It's like exactly whole yeah. groups of the population are funneled in this direction and some go in this direction. Right. Yeah, I think we're going to discover that Aaron was killed. Billy was there because he had blood all over his clothes. John was probably also there. Frank might have also been there, you know, like, like right. everyone was there and who kind of pulled everyone the trigger. <laughs> Yeah, everyone was there, and whoever, whoever, like, I guess probably Dylan was there because he was up, you know, all night. Or yeah, so in a sense, like, who pulled the trigger is like um, less important than the fact that like everyone was there, you know, at the same time, and uh, and like you know, Frank is related to Mayor, and like maybe Mayor in a way is responsible. I don't know. Um, I guess I guess the last question I have is I know we're kind of running short on time. Is like what what do we make of the daughter, which feels like its own TV show. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the murder mystery. And I also kind of think the daughter who is, uh, she's queer and she's dating a black college student, DJ from like, uh, like Bryn Mawr or whatever. I feel like that relationship is supposed to be almost like a surrogate for us <laughs> or a surrogate for the sort of like the wink wink to the sort of urban, multicultural, politically open-minded um, audience member. And I find it like remarkable that they have not at all talked about the fact that she's gay um or the race of her girlfriend or of any of these characters right because you know we kind of would assume like you would hear like the occasional comment at the very least right about that kind of stuff and we're just supposed to assume like the family has no issues at all that their 17 year old high school girl is uh, uh, is like you know just in a sexual relationship with a, a a gay sexual relationship with a black college student you know down the street and it's like Who's like much older than her? What? How old is she? She's a senior or something. And this girl. She is, yeah. Yeah, like. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange. Dynamic. And and you know, I mean, I think you know, Ber- um, Jane and I had kind of made fun of the whole Berkeley subplot, which is like that's not how college admissions works yeah. at all. That's like you a Berkeley just, grad. That would not. That would. That's you don't. Like, you don't just email a professor and they like give you a full ride to to Berkeley from. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Any 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 thoughts on like what what is going on with those scenes? Um, so we could be eating our, our words because I did see I did see some of the, like, the greatest um, the weirdest twist would be that Siobhan did it because her dead brother is the father of Aaron's baby and mm. she blames Aaron. This was like the most. I mean, I don't I don't know if I buy it again. Like, <laughs> the point, but, but 
if that is indeed what happened, that Siobhan, in fact, that the person you least expect, mm -hmm. I think there is something there about like who the viewer, the surrogate liberal viewer wants to save from this community or who we want to see get out or who, or who we, who's our sort of like um, surrogate right. character, right? So I, so I do think that like that would maybe, like I, I think anyone killing this, having done the murder will feel both not justified, but like motivated probably through some empathetic, sympathetic means just because of how the show has set up everyone to be really not at blame for their circumstances, right? Like even- Wait, so if Siobhan was the murderer, how are we supposed to feel about that? If we're, because we, the person- I think, I think it's supposed to, I mean, I think for me it was kind of redound, although I think they've done a poor job of making her <laughs> or, or relatable, but I think I, I would guess that the intended the intended um, response is to um, be uh, more implicated, like the, it would implicate the viewer. Oh, right, like like all along it was us. Yeah. We, 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 we all killed Eric. We did basically. it. Yeah. <laughs> Berkeley killed her. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the liberal elites. Yeah, is that? Yeah. yeah or, I mean, the fact that she was killed with the cop gun. Right, exactly. That belonged to Mary's father. What do you think, Vincent? Do you have, do you have Siobhan thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it is, you know, if there is a if there is a sort of gritty cop drama and there is a sitcom, this is like <laughs> it's own, it, this is like a sort of CW 11, like sort of teen yeah. milieu plot that's like totally different. Um, and yeah, like this one person who is um, upwardly mobile. What, what's strange about that, right? It's like I love this idea of like implication. And like the other like mayor of Easttown thing is like Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right? Like who's gonna take yeah. on the sins of this community, right? Like yeah, who, yeah. Who's the person that, and in, in some ways it's already mayor, right? Like you, Jane, you, you mentioned like, everybody treats mayor like shit. Like the first episode, they're like, we're going over to like across the street to have a party that only you are not invited to. And then, right. you know, uh, my daughter, like, you know, we, we don't understand until later, like just recently we see like some of the seeds of the daughter's like total hatred of mayor. Like, and we can kind of, understand it a little better like she's saying like I, I wish it had been you right yeah. mm -hmm. that sort of transference I wish it had been you who's who found him in the attic first right like um and so there is this idea of who's gonna like is 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 this act mm. is is the the consequences of this act which right we've established really has to do with forces deeper than and deeper and wider more diffuse than any one individual uh, in one individual mm -hmm. who's gonna is it going to like sort of just toss the dirt yeah. over somebody that we kind of already have this viewership has already kind of written off like okay well that's what would happen to a guy like billy right and that's right the, i mean like does it just sort of finalize a death that we've already kind of right who's already symbolically dead we kind yeah. of already understand or does it like claim someone that we think of as a like an entity, right? Yeah. Does it does it sort of reverse a trajectory or does it end the trajectory? Wait, wait. What do you mean? Like, do you think like what's, what's if it's Siobhan, then it's like reversing something yeah. that we want to see. Like, she's yeah. on this escape velocity, right? Oh, does right. It, yeah, yeah. Does it claim her and tell us something okay. about how like even um, the brightest member of your community will be brought down by yeah. this rot, or yeah. does it just find? Does it uh, is it like yes? And the minds will stay closed, right? Yeah. And right. does it sort of yeah. close the chapter for good on this kind of yeah white working class man? Yeah. Right? Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Like who who gets 
get who, who gets um gathered with the downward yeah like does right. any does right. anyone get to escape that yeah. like i think if it's i think if it's john um i think the takeaway is like well it was just like on the one hand it's like oh like really gross incestuous scandalous thing on the other hand we the whole town is incestuous right right yeah. and so that incestuousness that is just like a crystallization of the incestuousness that is already like right. you know all throughout the whole town and uh yeah so in a, in a metaphorical way i guess it's like the town itself and its incestuous quality um, like embodied are- in one person right is, is what killed her yeah sorry no, sorry. I feel like what both of you guys are getting at is that like there, it, it's hard to imagine any ending on Sunday that won't be banal in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also wonder if they're going to, I don't know. I was also thinking as Vincent was talking, maybe like Mayor finds out who did it and covers up for them because it's, because it's Siobhan. And she like steps, she's, yeah. she's, right. she steps down from the forest or something and she's, yeah. she turns in her badge and becomes a grandma. Or, I don't know. I know. Uh, um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do we, what, what's your all, like, what's, what's the hot, what's the number one theory in your guys' head in terms of, did, do we what's, think it was John's brother's name? Is that John? John? Yeah. The guy that's like the boy Zizek. It has to do with the photo, right? The photo. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, that's the thing that I've been turning. I, I saw Redditors trying to like- Yeah, I saw, that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they claimed they could yeah. see something. I was like, I don't know them. The Redditors at. think it's Lori, that it's a threesome with Lori. Oh. And that, that they knew that Lori would tell Mayor. I don't know. No, I, I know that part, right? Like John oh. tells Lori, right, right, assuming right. that Lori will tell Mayor. Right, so right, John right. is using oh. Lori and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. That was nothing. I think we, you mentioned the, the Hugh Grant show, which is, of course, The Undoing, which like ruined my sort of perception of these things. So I was like, I was looking for everyone else and it was just Hugh Grant, which is right. like, he, and so like, yeah, I, like, what's the point of this? Yeah, my digging in, like, I'm just like, because I was so sure that it was the father for a while, and uh, right. the girl's father, because he, you know, again, like there were these intimations of like abuse oh, really? that made me. Oh, Kenny, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you thought so? Okay. At the beginning, I was yeah, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, it was like too obvious. He was. Like I hadn't thought about this, Lori. Yeah, I've always been. I've been very, and maybe this is the. That's the other thing about the <laughs> the Siobhan theory and the Lori theory is like I've always been fixated on men, right? Uh-huh. That like yeah yeah there is this side of the community that is like lost because of mm-hmm. whatever displacement and then, then there there is this sort of care side of the community um Bethy dealing with her brother right yeah. dealing with her her uh this drug addict brother who is like bringing her nothing but harm but always ends up back in her basement like this seems yeah. like you know it's it's kind of scrambled because they're black but it seems to me a metaphor for this whole thing like this is the way these communities yeah. work is that the men yeah. just spiral off and the women try to keep it right controlled and contained you know right 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 um of course so the lorry i like the lorry uh, idea that that would that would change these things yeah yeah it'd almost <laughs> be too tidy if it was a man you know it's like because it shows so much about centering the perspective of woman i mean mayor obviously but like lorry like all the most sympathetic characters are, are women right you know mayor's mom siobhan right sure yeah there's no subplot where like amanda's like um the the main perspective for the viewer um yeah i mean yeah like yeah i wonder if like you know there's a way to read this as like post-racial or racializing and then is there a way to read this as like feminist or anti-feminist or all all that or like i don't know gender bending and queer and all that stuff like it it doesn't 
it, it throws so much out there and it's like, it doesn't say anything about them explicitly. And I, I guess yeah. I'm wondering, you know, what are people taking away from it? Um, like, and, and like, again, like why are, I'm sure a lot of people are watching it, right? But it also turns out like, you know, the multicultural, multicultural professional elite are also watching it. Um, and, and they are so far removed from these people. Um, uh, and, and like, what does it say? Like Kate Winslet, who is like the most famous Hollywood actress or English actress, gets to swoop in and kind of like ventriloquize, oh, this is what it's like to be a white working class <laughs> woman in the United States, right? which is so exotic to what she actually is. Um, that this will probably help her win an award eventually, but it's also like, do we feel okay about this? Like she's basically coming in and like pretending like she's someone she's not. No, I, I love that it's British. I love that it's like <laughs> waning, wait, having waned empire playing waning empire. She like, yeah. has, you know, she has <laughs> Right. She knows, she knows something or two about uh, the downwardly mobile. Of, of whiteness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, is there anything else? Any other hot takes you want to get off? I think we're good. Oh, I just, I almost don't, I mean, I'm just I'm so worried. I, I kind of wanted to wait for another week. Like I just, I've enjoyed it. I, I, I will admit, I will, I've just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Do we think it's good though? Is it like, because I was telling someone, it reminded me of when I was reading Goosebumps in middle school. And I was like, this is such trash. This is like total trash. <laughs> yeah. You know, these are just. I was talking to Andy yesterday and I was like, I'm trying to, um, I was like, what have you, what good things have you read about it? And he's like, there's no good cultural criticism on this. It's a trashy show. And I'm like, is it? You know, we're all, <laughs> we're all watching it. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell if it's good or not. And it's almost <laughs> like I have to wait, I have to wait for the last episode, but you should know if it's good or not before the last episode, you know? It's really interesting. Yeah. Well, th- yeah. It, it, if, if the stakes of the takeaway are, are necessary or, ha- or should be ideological in some in some way, right? What do you mean? Like if if who does it or the ending of this story tells us something about what the show th- take thinks about specific whites or multi yeah. or policing, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's interesting. Like, does the ending does 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 criminalization or fine or or the, or the the success of the surveillance you know the surveillance yeah. <laughs> redound on whether this is a good or bad show aesthetically yeah i mean yeah honestly it might it might just like totally redeem cops and we'll be like fuck yeah. what, what did we just watch right <laughs> like the, the the trick's on us i don't know all right thanks guys yeah. for this uh impromptu episode Go mayor. mayor thanks andy yeah, yeah, exactly. Team Mayor. Here we go. Mayor. Team, team, uh, team Siobhan. I don't know. Time to say goodbye. Bye, Izzy.